welcome back to another edition of Leadership, Legacy, and Love. This is Russell Fugit. Thanks for listening. You can follow me at Russell Fugit across social media. I'm also going to ask you to check out the Necessary Trouble Show, NecessaryTroubleShow.com, a social justice conversation at the intersection of sports, uh, business, and civic life, a conversation with activists, artists, and athletes. I think we're about 15 episodes in. I had a very special episode drop uh, today, the day before the election, uh, November 2nd. I have another special edition, five states to watch on election night, which you will drop on uh, Tuesday, election day. And another uh, wonderful um, episode um, that you'll get to see on Thursday. That'll be really special. And I'm looking forward to sharing that. So check that out, NecessaryTroubleShow.com, Necessary Trouble Show on YouTube, at Necessary Trouble Show on Facebook and Instagram. And you can watch and you can listen on all the podcast platforms as well, wherever you get your podcast. So you want to watch the video, listen to the podcast, however you want to absorb, absorb the content. Although on Thursday, I would encourage you to watch um, the video, although the podcast audio should be solid too. Man, here we are. It's the day before the election. And um, I just remind my listeners I do this for my daughter. So everybody may not like it, what I got to say, but this is what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling in this moment um, as we approach the 5 p.m. Eastern hour as I record this November 2nd, 2020. And, um, you know, I've been wearing my political science. I've kind of been geeking out. There's so much emotion and energy going on. I've had to say I've had to just be be very cautious and self-aware in this moment. Got a few handful of folks. Um, on my Facebook and then around who, who know, who want to, who want to, you know, talk about the Trump train. <laughs> so I've just had to just turn them off, <laughs> turn, turn folks off. And I'm going to speak a little bit of my truth to those individuals, even though I doubt they'll listen to this. Um, but I'm going to speak my truth because this is my podcast. <laughs> and, um, man, I'm, 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 I'm calling it right now. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking for, um, on election day. I think we're going to see a blue wave, the blue wave. Um, now it's going to, you know, crest and it might, you know, crest slowly in terms of, you know, votes, counts taking place beyond Election Day to determine the election. Um, but I think nonetheless, you're going to see a, a blue wave and the blue wave is cra- going to be crashing on the rocks. And those rocks are um, the voter suppression, voter intimidation in the attempts to litigate this election that our current president has put forth as his strategy because it's his only strategy um, and the intimidation that you see um, of these uh, caravans of flag carrying supporters of our current president um, literally running people off the road in Virginia um, slowing down and stopping traffic in the DC area on the Beltway and on the uh, Garden State Parkway in New Jersey and of course trying to run off run off the road a Biden uh, campaign bus in Texas over the weekend so this type of intimidation um, is what we can um, expect to see more of. Um, and of course, the voter suppression is ongoing. Um, and as a Christian, um, there's a theological position on um, called Imago, Imago Dei. Um, and I might be mispronouncing it, um, but that means in the image of God. All of, uh, all of us are made in God's image and therefore um, have the rights and access to the ballot. And that as leaders in their accomplices in our country attempt to deny particular individuals, usually black and brown and poor individuals, um, the right to vote. Um, they are denying the image of God, and yet you'll have these same people want to shout pro-life 
um, in, in terms of abortion, but could give a damn about the lives of the 545 children who may never see their parents again, who were ripped away at the border, um, who could give a damn about people who are uh, unjustly uh, incarcerated, um, whose schools are underfunded, who've lost their jobs because of COVID, who've lost their health care because they've lost their job because of COVID, um, and on and on down the list could really, um, truly not care and um, want to ask what would Jesus do when Jesus was a brown person uh, prosecuted uh, by the state for being a revolutionary and disrupting the order, um, seeking justice and to create a loving and more equitable society where the lepers and the prostitutes and even the tax collectors and all those who sin were not excluded uh, from society and that um, Jesus's kingdom should reign above it all. Um, so here we are. Um, so these rocks I'm describing that the blue wave will crash upon um, are, are going to be in place. And of course, it takes water eventually wear down the rock. And we know this um, if anybody has, has gone to, you know, study history and understand science. <laughs> you've, you've probably understood that fact. But we're going to be crashing on some rocks and um, it could get literally rocky in the days ahead. Um, I'm, I'm growing peace um, as this day has gone on, I've grown in my peace and my comfort. I'm going to be heading up the road to Philadelphia to be, to serve, um, as a nonpartisan, um, um, encourager, um, in my role as chaplain, as the member of the Sons of the American Revolution, Johnny Greer Howard chapter here in Baltimore with an organization an effort called Lawyers and Collars. Um, so I'm not a poll, uh, uh, watcher, but I'm a trained observer, um, well, I'll be um, a nonpartisan supporting people in Philadelphia um, where to make sure that everybody has a chance to vote. So I'll be just helping people, maybe helping some old ladies get into the polling place, making sure whatever the, uh, the poll um, manager at that site, whatever they need to support them to make their day easier, to support the poll workers, the people who actually are, in fact, paid to work. And I'm just going to be a peacemaker and I'm going to love whoever comes up and that comes up with a, a red MAGA hat or a blue Joe Biden sticker, whoever that may be. I'm bringing love and peace and light um, to the situation. So keep me in prayer if you're hearing this, because um, I believe in our democracy. I do love my country dearly, um, but nonetheless, I cannot ignore um, what I see. Um, and of course, I am a, you know, a couch potato political scientist, <laughs> but I've been a part of a number of campaigns, elections, fundraising efforts, you name it. And so just been processing all of the data and there really is no um, or very limited. I won't say no, but there's a very limited feasible path in the scenario in which all votes are counted within the time allowed by the law in each state where our current president is reelected. It's, it's, it's quite um, hard to imagine. Um, the current president will all but certainly lose the popular vote um, and has been trying to get more votes out of a shrinking demographic of um, white evangelicals, which are a lower part of voting population than they were in 2016. Has also been trying to get um, more out of non-college educated white voters, which again is also a lower part of the voting population than it was in 2016. And um, these demographics are shrinking. I kind of thought we would see before 2016, I would have said, you know, 2024 is probably we're still a couple cycles away, a couple full presidential cycles away from seeing states like Georgia and Texas be put into play. Um, North Carolina kind of reminds me of like Virginia in 2008 
um, when everybody was like, can we get Virginia? Now Virginia is like so solidly blue. No one's even talking about it, which was like unfathomable back in, in 08. I remember that that well. Um, and so it's just interesting to see how our nation is is changing. And so the blue wave is going to have to crash on these rocks. And should we have a, a, a new president and vice president and a new leadership in the Senate, which I'm also um, believing we'll probably see a 52 to 48 um, caucusing of the Democrats in the next Senate, the next Congress, rather, um, and an even larger majority in the House. You're going to have the blue waves uh, crashing on these on these rocks of uh, white terrorism and white aggrievement um, that is really representative, at least the loudest portion of our current president's coalition um, and his cult. And uh, this coalition and cult is not a method to govern, quite simply. Um, there are no ideas. There are no solutions. Um, there is only a personality and um, there is only uh, a fear. <laughs> um, uh, and I've understood that apparently white evangelicals fear persecution. Um, I guess they fear that abortion is going to continue, um, even though this research and I've said this before, I believe in this space. When Democrats are president, abortion rates go down um, and people think that criminalizing something is going to stop it. I think loving people and providing services like health care, uh, like jobs for women, support for young single mothers um, and a number of other things uh, would, would would lower. And perhaps as society, if we were more loving and supportive, would all but eliminate um, the need for abortion. Better, better. Um, Lower cost for adoption. I've researched adoption for my family. Lord, it's expensive. People go overseas and adopt for a reason because it's so expensive to do it here. Why aren't we embracing our children here? So um, this whole right to life thing um, has really been used as a political tool. And we have people who come from the Nixon administration, previous Republican administrations who've talked about the Southern strategy, who've talked about how they've appealed to the white Christian voter. And um, those rocks are eroding. And um, as the, de the de demographics are shifting in, in the metropolitan areas and in so many places, and you have the millennials and Gen Z, who I'm a big supporter of, and who I'm having, I'm researching and finding these Gen Z voices, really. Some millennial voices, too, but I'm finding that I have to reach to find the Gen Z voices who are mostly like in college right now. I'm getting them on Necessary Troubleshoot because that's the future. The millennial and Gen Z, and depending on how you look at it, I'm either the oldest possible millennial or I'm the youngest possible Gen Xer. Um, I took a personality test maybe 12 years ago. So I'm 75% millennial and 25% of a, of a Gen Xer. So you know, I really see that's the uh, largest cohort. And that's going to be the largest voting cohort, I believe they said in 2024. So that's where this country is going. And I say this not to bash white Christians and not to throw it in anybody's face or slam dunk it. Um, that's not what I, ca I could care less. If you want to, I, I care that you vote. And if you want to go vote for our current president, God bless you. That's your right as a as a man in our constitution or woman, excuse me. <laughs> um, and that's your right. And I encourage you, all people, all citizens who have that right to, to do it. I'm for the expansion of the franchise for our uh, formerly incarcerated brothers and sisters and, and so many others who've been denied and have been purged from the rolls and all the stuff about signatures matching up. It's all nonsense. But I, I say this because as a Christian, um, I, I do <laughs> I, I do wonder, um, do Christians really want to have a seat at the table and the rates of people who are or you know, who identify in, in, in as part of any faith 
are declining um, and they've declined more steeply and more quickly in Europe. And we're, we're kind of following that that trend. And I just wonder, you know, um, do folks want to be relevant and, and do folks want to have a seat at the table um, during this decade? And I think um, and I, I'm you know, regurgitating some of the things I've said. I'll put some links into a couple things um, into this podcast, and this is not going to be much longer, so I don't want to um, repeat, uh, repeat what experts have said, but I, I, experts have said it more succinctly, what I've suspected and what I've understood and what, what I've learned from my own reading um, and studying of the data myself. Again, nerding out, political science guy, American uh, government, focus, Trinity College, BA, <laughs> and um, grew up in a politically active family, etc. Um, they're just you know, running up against this shift in, in our culture. And, and I see it from a church perspective because so many of our churches fail or are failing or are closing um, in a generational gap because faith has not been relevant to the lives of a growingly diverse um, uh, population. Um, and, and if you want to bang the counter and say abortion, abortion, abortion and support law enforcement, support military and cut my taxes, that that falls on 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 deaf ears to 75 to 80 percent of the millennial gen z cohort and so you're really going to see some tension in the next decade and certainly in the next four years about you know again assuming i'm correct and that we do have a a biden harris administration and how they govern um and and how are the members of the gop going to respond can we have a healthy two-party system which i believe is necessary and i would love to see a republican party with ideas and energy um to bring to the table <clears throat> to make it better. I would not want to see one party have the, the, the ideas, all the ideas, but there's no platform. There's no plan from our current um, representative of the GOP who's running for reelection. And so I, you know, I love to debate ideas and I love to agree on what the goal should be more or less, and then figure out how to get there and how do we do it together. And I just keep seeing, hearing so much me, my, and I, you know, I, I, you know, and, and so many of our voters, my safety, my health care, my, my, uh, my 401k, and, you know, and, and maybe I'm tone deaf, but I seem to hear it more for those who want to support the Republican candidate. You know, I try to listen with an open heart, but I know we all struggle with me, my, and I, and there's only so much me, my, and I can do by myself, um, separated from, from the community, separated from, from others. Um, with which we share resources through our um, government, through our society, right, through our, our order, our civil order that we've agreed to to um, be a part of and participate in as a republic. And so I just uh, wonder and I just, you know, think so many folks take it, take it this moment for granted. <laughs> so many people are just taking this moment for granted and don't think that our democracy can't crumble. Um, and I know there are those um, and I wonder how many of them do truly identify themselves as Christian who would rather see uh, this democracy uh, destroyed if only so they could keep it. And um, that's what it seems like sometimes. It's like, well, no, no one can play with, you know, if, like almost like kids in the playground. If no one can, can play with this toy, I'm going to break it and I'll grab the parts and go home. And at least I'll have the parts. I won't have a toy anymore. I won't have anything that's useful anymore for the purpose for it was designed. Right. But at least it'll still be mine. And I feel like that's the sentiment that's driving so many folks um, to vote for our current president is that they want to break this democracy and just keep the parts like, well, at least it's still mine. We're going we're going to make America great again, <laughs> even if it's not a functioning democracy where people have access to health care, where people have access to vote, where our economy um, is thriving, where we have um, um, 
you know, a, a, a health system that can address a pandemic that's functional and, and cogent in its communication of solutions um, and everything, including wearing a mask is not politi- politicized. Um, you know, just just put on your mask just for your safety, for my safety. It's not a big deal. It's not a political statement. Um, but people want to make it a political statement. This idea of liberty and my liberty. Don't tread on me, my and I. I just it just rubs me up and down the wrong way. And it's, it's just sad. And um, I don't know. I don't know what where it goes. I just know that we're going to be in for for it. And I think everybody's focused on Election Day tomorrow. But I think there's so much more to come. Unfortunately, I think you're going to see more desperation out of certain folks, more violence out of certain folks. Uh, you know, I think we're going to see more white terrorism um, coming out. And I'm concerned about that as a citizen. Um, I'm concerned about where law enforcement, uh, many of the, the so-called uh, fraternities and unions of law enforcement have endorsed our current president. I, I wonder where they fall. Um, I'm grateful for the FBI and what they seem to be trying to hold the line in terms of supporting our constitution against um, these terrorists who want to kidnap governors. Um, I'm hoping that people who want to have these parades and then terrorize other motorists on the highway or block highways in this, in this way are, are, held, are held to account for, for these activities. Um, and I just, I just wonder, you know, you know, are we, are we as Americans, um, are white Americans going to break this country so they can keep it? And I think that's what we're, we're going to have to see. Um, you know, will, um, our current president bully, try to bully his way to a second term. I believe he will. Um, but I'm more confident that we're going to see some outcomes here in the next 36 hours or so that I'll make it extremely difficult, um, to do that. But, um, this individual is still going to be president until January. And so we're going to have to see in the energy and the hatred and the bigotry and the intimidation um, and the spirit that's at play. Because this battle is not practical. I'm putting on my political science hat. I'm calling I'm calling states. You know, I'm calling it more or less. Um, you can get can get the five states to watch on election night. That'll, that'll drop tomorrow. Um, you know, I'm giving you that. But I just know that this battle is, is spiritual. And I want... Um, I don't want my God to lose relevancy in this moment in this country, right? And maybe there has to be a, a, a step back before there can be some steps forward in this regard. And I stand on the shoulders of John Lewis, who was a minister, who was a Christian, right? Um, and the power of the vote and the beauty of our citizenry of all colors and backgrounds and affiliations and orientations um, and preferences to be able to be a part of it and participate because they all represent the image of God and who God is. Um, so I hope we can, um, even though embrace this complexity, but also have some simplicity amongst the values that drive our society. And I think whether we like it or not, we're going to get a lot of those more community minded values that are driven by Gen Z millennials, primarily in urban areas. And we'll see how that looks in our policy. It's not going to look very white. Um, it might not look, it's not going to look nearly, nearly as white as it looks right now. You're not going to have these 70 year olds around a whole lot longer. Um, and, and put positions of, of authority um, in, in our federal government. And you're going to see a younger generation. And I'm, I'm, in, I'm investing my hope in that generation. I'm even looking at my kids who are the alphas and they're going to come behind them in 15 years. And they're going to be voting in, in the 2030s. So what are they going to have to vote for um, after this decade? What work is still going to be done? I hope they don't have to go through what we're going through now. Um, but I'm, I'm prayerful and I'm hopeful. And I have to hold on to that. And I encourage you to do the same. Um, so, again, you got the blue waves crashing. I'm really thinking you're going to see, um, you know, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona, some of the combination of those, I think, um, kind of go 
go the way of Mr. Biden and Ms. Harris. And I want to believe that um, a current president will not have much of a leg to stand on to try to bully his way. Um, but I'm prepared to be wrong and have egg on my face. But that's what I'm, I'm believing. Um, I'm believing um, more or less peace is, is more an offering than, than the anxiety that many of us are feeling, including myself, around potential violence in the street. My wife asked me, why are they boarding things up? Would you be boarding things up? I said, yeah, I might. This has been a year. Like, I mean, if I owned a store, I'd probably want it boarded up. If I, lived, if I was in certain places or had a business, you know, Walgreens, if I don't CEO of Walgreens, would I board it up? I probably <laughs> would say, yeah, board, board them Jones up. And we'll see where we stand by the weekend to open it back up. Um, and I, I think that's the unfortunate reality of where we are. Um, but again, our American arrogance, um, you know, I think it's so shocking to, that this could, this could happen in America. Yeah, it could happen in America. It could happen anywhere. We're not above it. We're humans. You know, this, this idea of American exceptionalism, you know, is, 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 is really um, hurts us. You know, the Bible says pride comes before the fall. And I think we need to remain diligent and we need to remain humble. We need to do the work. So I'm going to get up early tomorrow morning and go do my work. I've already voted. Um, most of my family I know has voted. Um, you know, my dad out in Maricopa County has voted. And I've sent some stickers to my, my daughters um, that he voted. And so, um, you know, we're going to see. We all have a role to play. And, and um, but I think the road ahead, you know, in terms of this blue wave and, and, the, and the rocks is going to crash upon um, in the coming in the coming months and then in the coming years heading into this decade as we hopefully work through COVID and work through um, the many other issues we have in our society to create a more inclusive and equitable society for all of our citizens um, is going to be a lot of work to do. And I, I'm, I'm just um, want to hope and believe that who Jesus is in this moment is not lost. Um, who Jesus is and has always been is not lost and that he still can be centered as part of our, our dialogue. Um, and I still hold out hope and I know perhaps I think sometimes do I focus too much on white Christians on this show and I spent a lot of my life growing up and being around a lot of white Christians a lot of white Catholics and evangel so-called evangelicals and um, so I'm just always intrigued by how they see the world how they see you know you know who Jesus is you know and, and, and Jesus pro-life and vote you know <laughs> like that. and that's it that's the list and I'm just always fascinated by that and their understanding or lack thereof of American history and their, um, you know, and a genuine unwillingness unwill to want to understand um, what other people are feeling and how, um, you know, the privilege they may have because of their faith, because of their, their, their gender in many cases, um, because, and because of their, their, the race and the racial construct um, of which they identify. Um, and then their belief in, in American superiority and how wonderful this country is. But well, we're going to find out. And I'm still believing in the, in the experiment continuing on, um, our experiment in democracy continuing on. But I am uh, fascinated. And we'll see how folks respond. Um, there has been some uh, bubbling up. I've been hearing of, of repentance, a spirit of repentance from white Christians who want to repent for, under, for beginning to understand um, how white Christians in so many ways in our history have been responsible for some of the atrocities that have taken place in this country and, of course, have driven the leadership of, of our country, um, at least as an ethos, um, if not practically really like walking out the life of Christ, right? But um, so-called white, so-called Christians have really carried this forward. And, and what role do they play in shaping what's to come on these lands? And, and um, you know, still very much having the wealth and the, and the influence and the, and the power, but it's beginning to shift. So what role are they going to play? Um, before, you know, the GOP and, and, and folks who are of this belief are in the dustbin of history. 
Um, so I really wonder. So we're going to see and we're going to be prayerful and be diligent and we're just going to love each other through the whole thing. So this is Russell Fugit. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Um, have peace. Be prayerful in this moment. Um, I love you. And thanks for listening to Leadership, Legacy, and Love. And I'll be back in this space, I'm sure, before Thanksgiving with some thoughts on what lies ahead. Please do check out Necessary Trouble Show wherever you get your podcasts or you can watch on YouTube and Facebook. And you can actually also watch, I think, on uh, Apple and on another one of the podcast platforms. Also, uh, support the video and we're there. So anyway, check it out wherever you get your content and uh, do subscribe, like, follow and share. And I think you'll enjoy um, the episodes we have this week. And we have some um, going to get more diverse in our topics and now the election is about to be over. And having some more interesting guests come on there. That's NecessaryTroubleShow.com. Of course, you can follow me at Russell Fugit and check out RussellFugit.com. Thank you for listening to Leadership, Legacy, and Love. I love you. Don't always get it right. I'm just trying to understand. By the grace of God, there go I. So if I welcome your feedback, your comments, and your thoughts, and your encouragement. But I do come from this place of love. I thank you for listening. Pray that you have a peaceful election day and a peaceful week. Remember, God is above it all.